You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rua Space Podcast, where we help you make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your everyday life. I'm Phil. And I'm Erin. And we are in week three of our Advent series with the book of Revelation. And following sort of the traditional Advent calendar this week, the theme is love. Yes. And of course, once again, when you hear love and you think Revelation, (laughs) your heart sings and you know exactly where we're going with this. It's like the happy Psalms. It is. (laughs) Actually, I'm not going to lie. I don't even know that we know where we're going to go with this sometimes because there's so much to explore and yet it is such an unusual pairing a fusion if you will it is revelation is surprising and that's the purpose of it it gives us all these images and stories to shock us awake and then shows us what the real thing is in our world so uh, we often get revelation backwards because it's so tricky but it's tricky in a really good way yeah all right, so love. We know in the Christmas season that when we look forward to coming of Christ, Christ is love. He is the symbol, the sign, the evidence of God's love for us, the ultimate gift that we have been given. And, you know, as we tell our children, we then give gifts to one another, showing love. Many of us do extra acts of service for one another to show love in this season. Christmas and love go together. So when we look at the book of Revelation, Phil, my question to start us off today is, In the book, uh, anywhere in Revelation, (laughs) is there a part that you see as the key example of love and God's love for us? Yeah, you know, I think there's many, but the image that just comes to mind, so this conversation could go many different ways. So I'm just going to go with the first thing that pops into my mind. Perfect. And that's, there's these throne room scenes So Revelation constantly takes us to the throne room of God. It gives us these really scary images uh, meant to shock us awake again and see that we are living in this reality that is dangerous. And last week's episode goes a lot more into that. So if you missed that, go check out last week's episode with peace and Advent. Anyway, sorry. But But then it returns to the throne room over and over to remind us of who's really in charge Mm. and what i love is there's this one part where there's these seals and no one can open not like seal but you know like like seals (laughs) like guys he was clapping his hands too (laughs) like seal seal that you take off of a scroll or an envelope or something right and no one's worthy and then a lamb that looked like it had been slain comes forward and that's the one who's worthy to open the seals Mm. that to me is the image of love. Why is that? (laughs) It's because, uh, you know, again, the book is comparing the two empires of the world, being the empire of the world, which is every empire and kingdom, but God's kingdom, and saying there's millions of false thrones in the world that politicians and corporations and... um, lifestyles and products and other people try to take those thrones and say trust me i know what's best for you if you will come with me support me buy me spend your time with me put your trust in me then then because i have this powerful throne you will have everything you've ever really wanted and what revelation shows is that they're all fake 
that behind them is only death and destruction, right? This is why Jesus is like, I'm the only good shepherd, right? Because he says all the other ones, when danger comes, what do they do? They run away. They run away. They abandon the sheep. And what does the good shepherd do? Lays his life down for the sheep. And so it's a lamb who looks like he was slain. Of course, being Jesus who then resurrected. So looks like it had slain, had been slain, but now it's alive. And so true love, I mean, this is very explicit throughout scripture, right? True love is giving your life for someone else. Mm. And so that to me is the ultimate image of love in the book is John sees this lamb that looks like it was slain and it is the only one that is worthy. Of course, it being a he being Jesus. Um, so that's the standard. That's the standard of love. That's beautiful. Now, I know you aren't John, but here's a wonder that I have. Because Revelation is so symbolic, do you suppose he saw an image of a lamb who looks like he was slain? Or do you suppose he's referencing that he saw Jesus, but he describes Jesus symbolically? <laughs> I know there's um, no right or wrong answer here, friends, because obviously we don't actually know. I'm just curious how, how Phil's imagining that. Uh, I would like to say both and, <laughs> um, it's yeah, because visions, you know, if you've ever had a dream before, right? Like, I don't know exactly how John had this vision when he was in the spirit, but he's seeing things obviously out of the ordinary. So when I sometimes have dreams, things, they change, they morph, they're both and, and so I don't know exactly, but it seems to me that, that he, that he must have seen a sheep of some kind because uh, that's the image meant to sort of portray that a sheep is pretty innocent and defenseless and um, yet it is killed for the sake of someone else. So I think he probably understood that it was Jesus on some level because we understand that. But yeah, I think it was actually that image. Interesting. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. Well, and, and I think this all goes back to who God is at God's core mm -hmm. and understanding that God is a community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And what some theologians call the divine dance, right? This um, mutual indwelling, if you will, of the three persons of the Trinity who are one God. That God, the Father, is always giving of the Father's self to the Son and the Holy Spirit for all eternity. The Son is always giving of the Son's self to the Father and the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's always giving to the Father and the Son. So that they are completely self-emptying all the time. But because they are all three of them self-emptying all the time to the other two, they have more they have they're giving of one and receiving fully of two. So that's like that that's the dance, right? Mm. That's the idea there. And then what Jesus does in dying for us, becoming that slain lamb, like invites us to join in so to sort of make a leap here it's like jesus says like the father and holy spirit have fully given to me and i've fully given to them it's almost like jesus says i now fully give to you and then jesus says whoever loses his life for my sake will find it and whoever tries to hold on to it will lose it what is jesus saying to enter the dance you have to give fully mm -hmm. because you're going to receive so much if you hold on however you break the dance and we start tripping over each other and, and all of these things. And so if you give fully, 
you like receive more than you ever could have imagined. And so when we think about love then, that to me, that is the image of love that Revelation gives. The beast is in it for the beast self. The, and the beast, of course, representing Nero and the Roman Empire and then all the systems of the world today that, I mean, you know, we, we laugh at people for um, bowing down to Zeus and Apollo in the ancient world and being like, how ridiculous. Mm. Yet, how many, uh, how many families have been sacrificed on the altar of money today? Well, who would have sacrificed their child to a god in the ancient world? How barbaric, how ridiculous. Well, how many children have been sacrificed on the altar of sex and on the altar of money and on the altar of fame and on the altar of career? We sacrifice our kids on those altars all the time Mm -hmm. because those altars require everything of you but never give anything back. So you give to them, except they don't empty it of themselves. They're just a black hole that sucks in, right? This is why no matter how much stuff you have, no matter how famous you are, no matter how high you go in your career, you don't feel full in that thing by itself Mm. because you empty of yourself, but your dance partner is horrible. So your dance partner just takes and sucks all the life out of you and then drops you off and takes the next dance partner. Mm. But Jesus says, if you lose your life for me, You then receive the eternal divine dance of God. And so Revelation is trying to wake us up and say, don't get sucked in to the things of the world because they're not going to give you life back. Mm. And history has proven this. Right. So that's love. To self-empty and... um, Into something worthy. Right. Which would be God. Right. And this is why marriage is a... uh, microcosm or, or a metaphor or an example of our relationship with God, right? This is why God uses marriage throughout the Bible. We're supposed to give to our wife or give to our husband fully, and then they give it back in return. Uh, so it's like an imperfect, because we're human, version of it. Mm. But again, I think Revelation is inviting us to say, the people and things you love, have they loved you back? And if they haven't loved you back then perhaps they're not worth love. And and I don't mean that in the sense of stop loving your enemies, stop loving your neighbor. We By actually in loving your enemies and neighbors, you are loving God. So right. that's a different conversation. Right. What I'm saying is, what are you hoping to get out of things? Is it actually bringing you more life? And if it's, and if it's of you giving yourself to anything but God, it's only going to take. I think the example for me, social media... Mm. is a good example of this you can pour time and energy into social media trying to like get the perfect picture so you get the most likes or have a witty caption um you're reaching out trying to do things with it but you know sometimes i'll catch my kids watching one of us usually i catch them watching phil and they don't care what he's doing on his computer. They now often he's working because he works work from, from home. home. Yeah. He works from home. They don't see that. But you know, you were talking about the the impact on children earlier, and what they see is somebody who's not paying attention to the cool trick that they learned, yeah. or the fact that they lost a hand again. Yeah, a fake hand. They pulled up. They pulled up their sleeve, and then they pop it out. Um, you know. So what? What's important is noticing the people we're around yeah 
And that's why I think we're it's so important for us and we keep coming back to being present where you're at hmm. and being mindful of who you're around and what they might need because that's the love that we have that we can actually do God's work with and we can minister with. And these other things that we make up to increase our value, whether it's social media or, like Phil was saying, our careers, things like that, that's not real in the same sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think this Advent season then, I think Revelation is inviting you to say, who or what have you given your life to? And if it's to God, of course, then you are giving your life to your neighbors and to your family and to other people. But there's also many systems and people out there inviting you to love them in unhealthy ways, inviting you to lose your life in a way that isn't for greater peace and joy and justice and hope and all these things. And so I would just ask, you know, who or what are you loving? And is it bringing greater life to you and to them? Is it, is it, are you losing your life for God and finding it? Or are you losing your life for something else and not getting anything back? Mm. Because love is self-sacrificial in nature. Right. I think I would add to that too, that when we're, when you're assessing what you've poured love into, a good gauge that I have found personally has been, is this something that God himself pours his love into. Uh, that's a good way to think of it. Because there are difficult relationships, for example, where I might be ready to call it quits and just say, hey, yep, that's been fun. Like, no more. God still loves them deeply and cares for them. And so that's going to be processed differently than time that I have poured into, say, binge-watching a TV show right. faithfully. <laughs> and when I look at that, I think, well, is this is this activity reflecting the love of God to the world, to myself, to the people around me? Well, no, in that case, not. And so then you begin the hard task of breaking up, so to speak, breaking off that <laughs> relationship you have because that one isn't furthering God's kingdom. Yeah, And... It takes practice. We certainly aren't experts at it, but we can also say that it does get easier to identify as you start to work through what is revealing God's love to the world, what things don't. And, you know, we're challenged by God to seek first his kingdom. And then we're instructed by him that, you know, we are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and then to love our neighbors as ourselves. And that's a really good, like, concise summary of what Christian living should look like, faithful living. And so if you find yourself measuring your commitments by that standard, um, it can be very enlightening. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think... Is there anything you wanted to add to that? No, I mean, I think I would just say that, you know, as we're diving into Revelation, if you're finding this interesting, earlier this month, I re re uh, released my first book, Reintroducing Revelation, where we explore Revelation from a cultural historical context, use a lot of modern day movies and examples and 
really dive uh, deep into a lot of the themes and what revelation means for you right here, right now. So if you've enjoyed this conversation, I highly recommend going and checking that out. You can find it at the link below. If you've already bought it, thank you so much. That's a huge blessing to us. I pray that it's challenging and encouraging to you. And of course, as always, if you have any questions, friends, just shoot us an email, connect at ruispace.com. Go over to our Facebook page, leave a post, send us a message, and we are in this journey with you. All right, grace and peace.